Even before this latest spill, a coalition of landowners, environmental, and sportsmen's groups had filed a petition with the federal government calling for a moratorium on new or expanded tar sands oil pipelines. The coalition wants the Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration, FIMSA, and the EPA to develop stronger safety standards. Jim Murphy of the National Wildlife Federation is the lead counsel. I asked him to explain why there needs to be new rules for pipelines that carry the thick tar sands oil, often called bitumen. Unlike conventional crude, which is a, a liquid substance uh, that generally floats on water and is easily pushed through a pipe, bitumen is much more, it's, it's almost a consistency of peanut butter. So it doesn't travel through pipes easily. And to get it through pipes, one of two things have to occur. It either has to be refined down to a substance that resembles conventional crude. And that process is expensive, and there's also limited refining capacity in Alberta to do that. So what they've been doing as production has increased is they dilute it with a natural gas condensate to create a substance called diluted bitumen. And basically, once it's diluted, it can be pumped through pipes, but only at very high pressures and high temperatures. So there are several risks to that. One, it's going through pipelines in a much more intense way. The pressure and the heat likely causes corrosion issues. And also the substance itself is really like liquid sandpaper. So uh, it's a lot more wear and tear on the pipes. The other concern is when it spills. Rather than floating on water like oil does, what happens when diluted bitumen spills is the diluent, which is a natural gas condensate, will evaporate off quickly, causing a very toxic benzene cloud. Uh, and leaving behind the very heavy, dense bitumen, which will sink to the bottom, particularly of, of waterways. So traditional message of cleaning, such as putting skimmers on and buoys on and, and vacuuming it off the surface of waters, don't work. It attaches to the bottom and is very, very hard to clean up once it spills. So in 2010, there was a big spill of this diluted bitumen yes. along the Kalamazoo River. Uh, what happened in that spill? Basically, there was a rupture that happened in a, a corrosion or cracked part of the pipeline that was known well before the actual rupture occurred. When the rupture occurred, the command center, which was in Alberta, read that drop in pressure not as a breach in the system, but as a gas bubble. So what happened is they started pumping oil at a much higher rate and higher volume. Wait, wait they started pushing more? They pushed more through instead of shutting it off. So what happened was 17 hours went by from the time of the rupture to the time the company, which is Enbridge, actually uh, started taking measures to stop it. About a million gallons of oil spilled. It entered a tributary of the Kalamazoo River and ended up flowing down and fouling 40 miles of that river. And in those 17 hours, 81% of that 1 million gallons were pumped after the initial breach. Now, when local people saw that there was some kind of a spill going on, what did they know about what was being spilled? They had no idea that it was diluted bitumen. They uh, responded like they would have to conventional crude. They put skimmers and, and buoys on the water to try to collect what they thought would be floating oil. And the oil behaved very differently. It sank. It was rolling in tar balls on the bottom of the river. They were confused and, and frankly, didn't know what they were responding to. And as a result, um, a lot of the oil fouled a good portion of the bottom of the river and, and wetland sediment as well. So it's still there? It's still there. They've dredged a few times. Uh, EPA has just ordered another dredging. EPA officials have basically said they think that portions of the river will be fouled indefinitely, that it, it really can't be 
uh, restored or cleaned up. Now, your organization, the National Wildlife Federation, is petitioning the Environmental Protection Agency for a moratorium on tar sands pipelines, including Keystone, uh, those that carry bitumen. What exactly would you like to see happen here? We'd like to see a hold put on place on any new pipelines that carry tar sands or diluted bitumen. And we'd also like to see a hold put on place on any expanded use of existing pipelines, which is what happened in the recent Arkansas spill. That was an old pipeline that carried conventional crude and had been converted to diluted bitumen. And while that hold is occurring, uh, we'd like to see the APA put in regulations that deal with the very specific risks of carrying uh, and responding to diluted bitumen. What happens next with your petition? This is not the sort of petition people just putting signatures around. This is a very legal process you've engaged in. Well, essentially, the agencies have to respond. They have to respond in a timely manner, and they have to make a reasoned determination as to whether or not to accept or deny our request for a moratorium and for new regulations. And this is not without precedent. The uh, very seminal case, uh, Massachusetts v. APA, which right now is responsible for EPA's current rulemaking efforts to regulate sources of carbon dioxide, started with a very similar petition. So this is, this is a mechanism for concerned citizens to make sure that the government is, is doing the job it's charged to do. And so as a practical matter, what does that mean for the timetable of the Keystone XL or other proposals to transport bitumen, such as reversing the crude oil line uh, from Maine that goes into Canada? Well, we would like to see those all put on hold until uh, rulemaking occurs. We don't need this oil now. We may never need this oil. It's not an energy security issue. Most of it's likely to go to export. The number of jobs is 35 jobs, permanent jobs. So we feel it's much more important to be safe than to rush this project, especially since all indications are that we don't need this pipeline. Jim Murphy is Senior Counsel for the National Wildlife Federation. Thanks so much, Jim, for coming by. Thank you. Thank you.